Now you're gone. I realized my love for you was strong, and I miss you here. Now you're gone. I keep waiting here by the phone, with the pictures hanging on the wall. Now you're gone. I realized my love for you was strong, and I miss you here. Now you're gone. I keep waiting here by the phone, with the pictures hanging on the wall. Welcome to a special Can I Say Something Nighttime Edition. Just myself here and my cat doing some podcast review, podcast on podcast, podcast on podcast, on podcast. Can review some podcasts I listened to this week, uh, then review the podcast, this podcast, and review this podcast, the review of this review later on. No, just kidding. There's a podcast this week called Adam Savage, Sunday Sermon. Very motivational speaker. He was, uh, Adam Savage is from Mythbusters, if you didn't know that. He has a podcast called Still Untitled. They put out a speech he did at Maker Fair. Adam Savage is a guy who made his mark in creating things. Prop building for... George Lucas's ILM. He then went on to build uh, creatures and set design and prop building, and now does that full time, I believe. Uh, very motivational uh, speech he gave at the Maker Fair, Bay Area Maker Fair. Uh, the summary from the from the talk was. He talks about the outward-facing aspects of making and how creating opportunities for others is an important facet of maker culture. He was talking about how you can make things with a 3D printer or you can make things like this podcast. Um, Just, you know, the the important part is you do it. You get on there, you you get on the mic, you make things, you say words, you say your opinions and thoughts and things, and that's more important than doing nothing which uh, I have been doing for a long time. So this is something. I'm doing something, putting something out there in the world, and it's scary, and it's, you know, like, what do you, what are people going to think of it, and where am I going to want people to hear it and have opinions on it, and that's scary, but uh, I'm still doing it. Um, So just want to talk about, like, the... The, the path, I was going to say, the right now I have the podcast out on all these different services. I'm getting like a dozen or so uh, downloads a day, a week or whatever. Um, and so this is going to be like a, a journey, I guess. This is going to be documenting, part of it is going to be documenting the journey of making a podcast from from the ground up, which uh, where we're at right now is definitely the ground. <laughs> Around this is uh what is it May 29th 2019 I'm on the SoundCloud I was on the SoundCloud for a long time now I've got some stuff now I just signed up for Anchor I guess Anchor is this free service where it puts all your stuff everywhere iTunes Spotify Stitcher other services and uh, it's getting out there not much uh, not much bait nobody's taking the bait not getting much uh, not much catch on the line, whatever they call it, fishing terms. I don't know, but yeah. Um, so I'm going to go through, first of all, I'll do some podcast reviews. I don't usually do that on the, on the main show. 
Uh, Dia doesn't, we have more stuff to talk about. Dia doesn't listen to as many podcasts as I do. And I think it would take up too much time. The show is already way too, way too long. Uh, we have to talk about that <laughs> this week of just cutting the whole thing down to like two hours or something. So, uh, yeah. Uh, pod, let's start with this podcast. Um, it was fine. Galaxy Glue. I don't even, I gotta remember, I gotta write down what they talked about. Heroes take up space. Talking about space stuff, I guess. He had a, I wasn't talking, I didn't talk about that, did I? He had one of my favorite podcasts, interviews, in a very long time. The people that directed Avengers, uh, Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, Captain America Civil War, Infinity War, and Endgame are called Marcus McFeely, sorry, uh, Christopher Marcus and Steven, Stephen McFeely. And they were interviewed by Kevin Smith and Mark Bernarded, Bernarded, Bern, Bernarded, Bern, Arded, Bernarded, Mark Bernarded. That's a weird name, Bernarded. Anyways, one of my favorite interviews, I, 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 he asked basically, Kevin Smith asked them, the same questions I would ask them. All of almost, he asked almost all the same questions I asked. I would have asked them, and so it was a lot like you know, was the final thing that we saw on the screen? Where was that? Where was that? Uh, where was the origin of that? Where did you birth that? What was the inception of all these ideas of like, you know, does they were talking about how the snap happened at the end of Infinity War, and that originally was. The originally was going to happen at the beginning of Endgame. No, they were talking about something like they're going to kill Thanos at the end of Infinity War. But then they realized, oh, Infinity War is just this like Empire Strikes Back moment of the bad guys, the bad guys won, good guys lost. So they kept that in there like that. Um, they were talking about how Cap was going to have his. Uh, return in Infinity War at the end where uh, Vision almost dies, but they decided to stick him in there because the they I think what did they say they needed they want to see him on screen more or I forget why. Um, and they're talking about in Endgame about talking about why it was Black Widow instead of um, Hawkeye and what else. Just a lot of stuff they had originally thought out and planned out. They were in a room, I guess, with like seven other people for like a month, hammering out Infinity War and Endgame. They wrote it both. They wrote them both uh, back to back. Filmed them both back to back. So, uh, really, really, really cool interview. Um, I'll re-listen to that. Maybe do this one again after I listen to it. Uh, moving on. Why I hate this podcast pre-episode. They're doing pre-episodes now instead of a longer episode. Uh, as a pre, as a preview of the upcoming weekly show they do. It's called Why I Hate This Album. They do a, a album review of bad albums. Uh, last week they talked about the Eagles um, album called, no, sorry, song called King of Hollywood. Pretty terrible song. Um, that near the end of the Eagles run, I guess. I don't, I don't understand the Eagles. Like they're most, they're one of the most 
best-selling album artist of all time, but it's like, I just never got into them at all. Soft rock is not my thing at all. Hotel California, I could take or leave. That just, if that song got erased from the, from the face of the earth, I wouldn't really care that much. Um, let's see, what else did they talk about? <laughs> I love the, the episode just, uh, descriptions. In this episode, we discussed jacuzzis, power, seduction, quaaludes, samurais, daddies, deep purple, logic, Eminem, and so much more. Uh, next up, we got Who Charted? Who Charted is a very strange podcast. It's strange because the guy, the whole premise of the show is like three people sit around and talk about the top music of the week and the top movies of the week, and they don't like pop music. I think it's a thing where they were probably doing it for so long. It's like pop music. This this top five of pop music sounds a lot like last week's top five, and that's that that list sounded a lot like the week before's top music. Cry. This is this kind of sucks. And then the the main guy hates superhero movies, so he's just like. Why is this? The guy's name is Howard Kramer. He's just like, why is this three hours? Why is there three hours of this? My God, enough of this goddamn superhero bullshit. He goes into the movie. He does this thing where he goes into movies and he's like, I'm gonna check this thing out for an hour. I'm bored. I'm gonna go to this other movie. Check this out. Check out this other movie. I feel like there's a lot more security now than there used to be. So I don't know how he gets away with that. But anyways. Oh, Hey Riddle Riddle. Hey Riddle Riddle is a podcast about riddles. They do riddles to each other and they give each other clues and shit. It's pretty fun. They do. They're, they're from the improv comedy scene in Chicago from IO Theater, which stands for Improv Olympics. I think they had to change the name from Improv Olympics to IO because they got sued by the actual Olympics. Fuck you, Olympics. Let, let, let them have that name. Seriously. Do you think somebody's going to go into a comedy club and expect like people doing flips on a bar or something? Uh, let's see. Description is for Hey Riddle Riddle, this week's episode. Uh-oh, Uncle Adel's got his checkbook out, and he's made a brand new game for JPC and Aaron to play. You better believe the real money up for grabs in a theme by Arn Parrot. Arnie Parrot. JPC can't stop giving killer middle names, and Aaron motivates herself to continue to play. Plus, we attend a Patriots game, meet a drug dealer to the stars, and wash ashore on a famous island. Be ready to puzzle in with the right answer, because in this episode, it literally pays to be right. Um, so that was a fun show. Um, the guy, the main guy, what's his name? Arnie, not Arnie, can you camp, uh, Adel Rafai. What kind of name is Adel, Adel, first of all, and Rafai. Very weird name. And I'm stalling here because I have to fix my mic. I feel like if anybody out there is listening and if you can tell, I have it facing almost straight up now. I had it facing straight at my mouth. I'm just seeing if not putting my mouth directly at the mic will help with the Anyways, uh, so yeah, it'll give away like five or ten dollars per riddle. That was a fun episode. You should definitely check it out. They do like uh, improv skits in the middle of the episode, which I'm gonna go ahead and guess are probably better than me and Dion's. 
let's see, let's see. BBC News. The BBC. World Global News Podcast. Every day, every 12 hours, the BBC releases a new podcast. Last week's episode I have here was entitled White House and Congress Trade Insults Over Infrastructure. Fucking Trump went into the meeting. He's like, get rid of the investigations or we won't do nothing with your infrastructure. Okay, bud. That's mm-hmm. definitely you're a you're a sane person. Definitely. Uh, side stories. Last podcast on the left. Side stories. This one was called Good Karma. Uh, ben and Henry break down this week's true crime news. KFC uncovers up the truth. Dan Aykroyd, UFO, fan letters, and more. Live, laugh, and love. KFC covers up the truth was about some guy was coming up to KFCs pretending to be a corporate office guy. And he's like, I need to test your shit. I need to test your, your, your chicken. Make sure it's up to snuff. He was coming in with like a suit. He came in with a, he came in from a, a, a limousine he rented, I guess. So Henry was like, he's wasting his money right there. He's wasting, you know, $100 right there. And unless he's eating $100 worth of chicken, which is like, you do you, but that's a lot of chicken to eat, especially fried chicken. Jesus, can you imagine eating $100 worth of fried chicken? Be shitting grease for like a week. Uh, let's see. I listen to movie review shows, even when I haven't seen the movie, which is kind of weird, right? But I listen to Slash Filmcast. Sorry, I was trying to look up the name. Slash Filmcast is Jeff Kanata, David Chen, and Devinder Hardware. They do a film review show, one of my favorites, because they have a segment called uh, spoilers. They go into spoilers of, of every movie they review, and they divide it. You know, they they divide the spoiler section cleanly, so you know when it's coming. Um, they review John Wick Three, Parabellum. I haven't seen the movie, but I feel like it's one of those movies where you're like, yeah, I know, I got it. I got what's happening. You know, action, 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 fighty, 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 gun, 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 kata, gun, kata, and stuff like that. Uh, very good. Uh, breakdown of stuff. Oh, they actually, they, they do more than that. Let me see. They do what we've been watching. Or did they have one that week? Oh my God. Maybe they didn't have one that week. Usually they do like a breakdown of everything they've, they listened to. Oh, nope, they did not. Interesting. Okay. Moving on. Uh, Episode 501, How It All Began. It's showing I didn't finish it, which is weird because I really enjoyed that episode. Uh, Tested.com did a uh, 501st episode as they had on Will Smith, who I'll talk about in a second. Uh, Not that Will Smith. That's a white man named Will Smith who does uh, tech reviews, technology reviews. Gary Witta, who uh, wrote uh, Rogue One. And uh, David Chen. No, sorry, not David Chen. Uh, ba, ba, ba. What's his name? Chen. Oh, man. Chen, 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 Chen. I gotta look it up. I can't, I can't remember his name. David Chen? It's not David Chen. What is his name here? One moment, please. Um, I was just, I just tweeted at him. Maybe it's, they've responded. Let's find out live. Did they respond to my tweet? No, they didn't. Um, 
Let me see. Oh, Norman, Norman Chan, not David Chen. Norman Chan. Let's see. David. No, Norman Chan. Will Smith. Gary Whitta. Um, we're talking about uh, starting the podcast in 2010. Nine, nine years of a podcast. Nine years. Oh, man. Crazy. Crazy to think about. Um, there's one story interesting that they uh, went down to New Orleans, I think. In like 2014, I guess even even then, like the Bitcoin started to become a thing because it was like worth like $400 per per Bitcoin. So um, they bought one. They bought a Bitcoin. One Bitcoin was like $400, I think. And they were saying how they the machine took cash. So you put cash in the in the thing. They needed to get cash out of an ATM, so they go around and they would only it would only give out like three hundred dollars or two hundred dollars at a shot. So they'd go around like two or three ATMs to get to get all the money. And uh, they took out twenties or something. It would give them all twenties, so they had to shove twenty dollar bills, like a hundred a hundred twenty dollar bills, into this machine. Uh, not that many, but a lot. And so he uh, they get it, and. Two of them split the price of it, so one guy had two hundred dollars worth of it, and one other guy had two hundred dollars worth of it. And I think it went up to like eight hundred dollars. And the guy, one of the guys, was like, "I want to cash out." And the guy's like, "All right, fine, I'll give you four hundred dollars." And then, uh, like, <clears throat> two two years later, the guy forgets about it, and it's, then Jack goes way up to like a thousand. No, it was like two thousand. He cashed out at two thousand. I think it maxed. I think it maxed out at like a ten thousand. So. Yeah, Bitcoin. Bitcoin is a crazy thing. It's just all uh, wonder if we're gonna actually use that in the future as opposed to like cash. Um, so yeah, I love I love the the look backs on tested stuff, um, or anything about that, like the beginnings of where podcasts started, where people started doing making things, making their own business online. What is it Jeff Jeff Gersman had a great interview with uh oh what the hell is the guy's name irish guy danny o'dwyer hey uh, danny o'dwyer has his own podcast and his own thing called no clip so he did an interview with jeff about giantbomb.com start giant bomb started in 20 2008 jeff started it then pretty much by himself he got fired from a company called uh GameSpot because he gave a bad review to uh, what was it? Kanan Lynch too, I think. That's like back in 2007, 2006. I think GameSpot had some weird deal where they were doing, they had ads on the site for Kanan Lynch. So it was this weird, like, conflict of interest, which I don't even know why you would do that in the first place at all. But yeah, uh, what's his name? Jeff was summarily fired over that, so... Sorry, Jeff, about that, but he laid on his feet, obviously. Um, started Giant Bomb in 2008 and uh, started it with like four or five other people. Started one of the most popular podcasts, gaming podcasts out there right now called Giant Bomb or Giant Bombcast, obviously. And uh, it's, it's really one of the best podcasts out there. Just they get into the minutiae, which I love about technology and games and uh, the, the gaming industry and interviewing and uh you know jeff's been around forever we went to he went to one of the first e3s or maybe the first e3 back in like 92 93 
Um, so he was like this, you know, gaming elder, <laughs> this gaming journalist elder, when you could, you know, make a make a living just writing for gaming magazines back in the day. Uh, what was it? Game Pro and all them. I don't think he wrote for Game Pro. I think he wrote for I forgot who. Back in the day, not Game Informer. One of them. Um, this was going to say about Jeff Gerstman. Cool guy, very cool guy. I met him, shook his hand in a bar in Boston during PAX East 2014, I think. The Whiskey Priest. Uh, yep. First and only kind I've been to was PAX East 2014. Very uh, very nervous to meet the guy. It was it was it had it was like a you know quick meet and greet thing that they had at the bar, so didn't have much time to talk and and like I had been looking forward to that for a while and then I get there, the place is packed. Like they sent out this this tweet or whatever, like come here and we'll meet and shake hands or whatever, blah blah blah. And this was like a day before, so we get there and uh, I met some people like some line for made some line friends. You make line friends when you're in line at uh, conventions for waiting for the uh, the panels to open. So I went there with some people I met there. I went to the Whiskey Priest with some people I met in line. And uh, we hung out for like an hour or two hours. Had some whiskeys and some uh, some chicken wings. They were nice enough to pay for that. I got a lot of comps that, that weekend, actually. Very nice people. Because so I was talking to them about my my hotel situation and I was by myself and paying this crazy amount and one of the hotels I stayed in I can only stay in for two nights and then I had to move over to this other one that was like 40 minutes away and because of that I was almost late for my uh, my train coming back well it wasn't because I moved hotels it was because I my alarm didn't go off so I woke up at like I want to say nine and my train left at like 10 30 so I had to get the fuck out of there uh, I got a taxi in the Taxi guy got me there like within 20 minutes to spare. I gave him like a $15 tip, I think. Something like that. Huge tip anyway. Um, but yeah, I met when I met the Giant Bomb guys. Well, I met Jeff. Shook his hand in the Whiskey Breeze. And as I was trying to talk to him, this like mariachi band starts playing. On top of, you know, the bar being incredibly loud and noisy with the people. And I think there was like music and I think there was like bar music or you know stereo music in the background on top of all that so i was just like fuck i wanted to really you know ask me a few questions but i was tired and drunk and it was loud and i just said thanks for providing much much entertainment that was about it let's keep going here my favorite murderer last week they talked about the weepy voiced killer um, man, that was a good one, actually. What the hell was it about? Oh, man, I have no idea. I, li I listen to these podcasts, like, while doing other things, so they sort of get in my brain, but not really. Why don't we just, I'm going to Google that real quick, find out what that was. The Weepy Voice Killer. Oh, 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 yeah, he would, like, kill the person, and then call up the cops and be like, there's a person dead, and you're gonna go fight him. There's a dead party over here, and you're gonna go fight him. Or no, he, uh, he was like pretending to be the guy that found them. He says, uh, "Quote, let's see." 
His next victim was Kimberly Compton, an 18-year-old student from Wisconsin, on June 3, 1981 in St. Paul in neighboring Minnesota. After killing her, he again contacted police pleading, God damn, will you find me? I just stab somebody with an ice pick. I can't stop myself. I keep killing somebody. They actually played the uh, the tape on the podcast. It sounded sort of like that. Uh, two days later, he, he called police to say he was sorry for stabbing Compton and would turn himself in, but did not. On June 6th, he called to say newspaper accounts of some of the murders were inaccurate. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Messed up dude. Let's see here. Duff McKagan. Uh, Mark Mayer did a did a uh, interview with Duff McKagan. What was his last one? He had one yesterday, right? Oh, yeah, tell me if he... Elephant. I didn't really find that too interesting because Tommy Elephant is not a very interesting interview. Oh, let's see. Duff McKagan, man. So he was doing a lot of drugs, obviously. <laughs> Everyone was doing shit on drugs in the 80s. If you don't know, Duff McKagan was the guitarist or bassist bassist for uh, for Guns N' Roses for like 10 years, maybe less. Um, he was talking about how like the height, the height of his... Uh, his drug use, he's in the shower, just like shaking and his fucking, his nose started bleeding. So he starts blowing it, blowing it harder and harder. And his fucking septum fell out. She's like, dude, come on. <laughs> yeah. He was saying he, he woke up one morning and his like stomach was killing him. So he calls the, or calls the ambulance and they bring him to the hospital and his like, his spleen had, he said it exploded, but I guess it was just really engorged because they just had to wait like three days and it went back to normal. And I guess, uh, yeah, that was his wake up call. And he just went on to be like this, uh, went into like a monk like life, lead a monk like life. He was like learning karate and reading history books and like drinking green tea every day and shit. So good for him. Takes a while, I guess, with some of that shit, but eventually you figure out you, you can't uh, do that shit anymore. Yeah, Timothy, Timothy Olmothan. There's some interviews. Uh, what's his name? Marin does. Well, not not it's not Marin's fault, but some of these people aren't very interesting interviewers, interviewees. Uh, Tim- Timothy Olafant was one of them, and so was uh, Kyla Mooney. Kyla Mooney was not a very uh, interesting interview. And I'm uh, stalling again to try to get a better uh, positioning of this mic. I'm, I'm experimenting also with this mic here, with this podcast, this specific one, to uh, try to get the best um, sound that I can on this. Sort of hard to hear. I'm trying to be quiet a little bit. It's like three in the morning. But um, I'm going to upload this. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to edit it and see if uh sounds any better than usual. Um, okay, keeping going. I'm about to be done here. Well, actually, no, I'm not um, at all. Um, this is last, still last week's podcast. Just podcasts. Reply all. We didn't start the fire. Let's see. Yes, yes. An epic yes, yes, no, spanning an entire galaxy of internet 
fights. Let's see. Oh, see the tweet here. That's helpful. Um, so we will go through this massive tweet and I will explain what it was all about. It was pretty huge. I'm going to read the whole thing right now. Showering is classist now. People meta at brawl. Uber strike. Wiccan life. Gamer blocked his elf wife. We didn't start the fire. That's a uh, take on parody of We Didn't Start the Fire by not not, uh, not Ellen John, the other guy. Billy Joel. Billy Joel made a song called We Didn't Start the Fire. This is a uh, parody of that. Um, class. Oh, showering is classist now. I think it was something about how Somebody was like, yeah, I only shower like once a week. What do you mean? What do you, what do you think I am? A middle class person? People mad at Aperol. Hmm. Interesting. People mad at Aperol. Aperol, Aperol, Aperol. All right. So I don't remember, but uh, I'll Google that for you right now. A-P-E-R-O-L. Aperol Spritz. See, Aperol. Let me just do a go search of Aperol. What is the flavor? Then I could drink. Maybe that's it. There's a, there's an article in the New York Times called "The Aperol Spritz Is Not a Good Drink." Um, that's an Aperol-inspired beach drink. Fighting over Aperol Spritz. CNN article. Let's see, how do we get to your publisher review condemning it as, quote, something that drinks like Capri Sun after soccer practice on a hot day, not in a good way. The internet aptly lost its mind. Party lines were drawn, couples were divided, and booze was shed. Mm-hmm. So that's where we're at as a people fighting over a carbonated drink. That looks like, sounds like something a somebody in the Hamptons would drink. Okay, moving on. Uber strike. Uh, Uber strike. They're on strike because they aren't going to get paid shit, which Uber is interesting because it is uh, this program which you can have human beings drive cars because they have a cell phone which other people can ping you and say that they want to ride. That's, that's going to be over in like 10 years. We're in a very weird position in, t- in history where you have a smartphone that can be pinged and other people can tell you, I want to ride with your car. That's not going to be a thing in like 10 years because you can just ping a car and say that you're going to have like a robot car come and get you. So it's a very weird culmination of this point where we're right before automatic cars, automatic, automatically driving cars, not automatically driving cars. Uh, what do you call them? Uh, auto cars, automobile cars, auto cars, all that. Auto, automatic, no, not automatic cars. What am I trying to think of? Uh, self-driving cars, but there's a name for them. Self-driving car. Is there another name for them? No, but there's self-driving cars that are coming in like five or six years. Autonomous, not automatic. Autonomous car. So we're in a very weird position where we're right before, you know, autonomous cars are a thing, like everywhere. But we, we have cell phones where we can ping other people to, to come get us. So I think Uber, Lyft, all these um, ride sharing services 
are only here, are only going to be here until autonomous cars become a thing. Very weird time. I think like in 20 years or 30 years, they're going to look back on like 2007 to 2000, I don't know, 25 is like the only, the only period that, that could have happened in history where you don't have autonomous cars yet, but you have cell phones. Very interesting. Um, Alex Goldman reveals, oh, sorry, you're not done with the, the tweet, the rest of the tweet. What is Let's see, bring it up again. The tweet was, we're on, we're on Uber strike. Now we're on to Wiccan life, Wiccan life. Oh, that was, it doesn't have anything to do with the Wiccans, but it was something interesting. And I'll put up Wiccan life. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Wicca, Wicca life, Wicca life, Wicca life. Oh, it's Wiccan life. Weird. Mm, Wicca living, everything about Wicca. They said it didn't have anything to do with the Wiccan stuff. Wiccan life, Wiccan life. Uh, hmm. I don't know, because when they talked about it on the show, it wasn't anything to do with Wiccan. Let me pause this. I'll come back when I find it. Okay, so I found it, and uh, let me just I'll let them explain it, because they can explain it better than I can. But because there's like an amendment in the U.S. Constitution that says that we have to watch superhero movies every year, we all die, they're rolling out a new phase with the like young Avengers, who are the newer superheroes. Right. So do you know about Hulkling, Alex? What? Hulkling? <laughs> no? Okay, so Hulkling, it's not like, oh, this is Hulk's son. It's just like, here's a young character who's also like the Hulk, and we'll call him Hulkling. He's a character, and there's a character named Wiccan, who's somehow related to Vision, I think. This is, like, on the outside of my comic nerdery. But um, basically, so so these characters were written, like, the early 2000s, and the writer wanted them to be a gay couple. Wiccan and Hulkling. Wiccan and Hulkling. Got it. And he was worried that Marvel would just be too conservative. They wouldn't let him do it. And so he came up with this whole complicated story, which is that Wiccan is a shapeshifter. And when you first met her in the comics, she'd be a woman— but then over time, she'd like go on this journey, and she'd realize that her true, unshaped, shifted self was a man. Mm-hmm. And then the two of them would have to decide if they were really in love, and if it like crossed gender lines and all this stuff. And he pitched uh, it to his bosses. Cool. And they're like, that's really complicated, man. Why don't you just make them both men, and they could be in love? <laughs> and he's like, okay. <gasps> so they're a gay superhero couple, and people are excited because they're like, oh, we're going to get a Wiccan movie. We're going to get gay superheroes who are in love with each other. Huh. I think that is Mania's best guess for Wiccan life. That is the most sort of Wiccan uh, bubbling up story that has happened this week. So it has nothing to do with actual Wiccans. Not that I know of. If people know better than me, I'm looking forward. They should tweet at Alex Goldman. No. (laughs) Um, Okay. All right, Alex Bloomberg. What's next? Uh, What's next? Okay. So there you go. Wiccan is a character from the Marvel. He's a son of Scarlet Witch and Vision. Um, they had that had a baby. If you're interested uh, in good comics that are short, short stories, uh, Vision was a, the the Visions was a good, very good twelve issue run. They they brought out they put out last year I think. So look up the Visions if you want a really good like not complicated story. 
of just the vision trying to have a normal life and he has a wife and daughter and kids and dog and it uh, gets complicated uh, you know the, the the kid like is is about to get shot by his his uh not, not a villain but like his somebody was like oh shit i know you're a, you're a fucking you're a robot so i'm gonna shoot you and then he phases because he can phase like vision can like go invisible, not invisible, but you know, he can't like he goes transparent or something. So you can't be hurt. So the bullet goes through him into the guy's son. No wait, I had a, you know, turned around the guy, the vision son's classmate, his father tries to shoot Vision's son and then vision does the transparent thing and the bullet goes through him and the guy, the father shoots his son. So moving on, I got a couple of things here. I don't want to make this too long, but um, just one more thing. They talked about Pink's Miss Misunderstood album, which I guess holds up. Apparently they played some of her songs from that album. Uh, let me look it up real quick. Misunderstood. Here we go. Like Pink. Pinky lady, just spelled M, uh, explanation point, S-S-U-N-D-A-Z-T-O-O-D. So you got the explanation point, like you have in your name. So I guess there's the, uh, the commonality there. But then you got a Z and you got a T-O-O-D lady just. You couldn't just spell it like it was. You had to be different. Anyways, so I'm just gonna play a couple of clips of her songs here that you might recognize. That's a song of the thing. It was fine. Didn't like it, didn't hate it. Next we have. We all know that one. Then chorus we have. <laughs> they were talking about how this song, this album specifically, was released about one month after 9-11. Shout out to somebody's birthday. Uh, never forget. Um, Pink, we don't... We're not ready to have the party started. We just had a most catastrophic um, terrorist attack in human history. We would prefer not to get the party started anytime soon. Thank you, though. Appreciate it. Okay. There's a song called, apparently, at the end of this album. Five-minute song called My Vietnam. That was an interesting choice to call it that. Okay. Moving on, no, 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 what would Keanu do? So, title of the podcast called, called the Half Hour Happy Hour. Their slogan is, we're going to drink some booze and spit some news, which I feel like is uh, a lot of what uh, Can I Say Something is. Uh, I'm just looking at fucking Pink's album discovers. They're pretty cool, actually. Funhouse, her in a horsey, kicking her leg out. The Truth About Love is a very cool looking album here. She's in like, uh, she's got high, red high heels, uh, black miniskirt, 
black top with like shoulder pads and shit and her hair's all spiked out like Super Saiyan. It's pretty cool actually. True Love featuring Lily Allen. What is this? What was the song off of this one? Okay. You said Wait for the beat drop. What do you got here? Oh. Sounds like S Club 7. Here comes the weekend featuring Eminem. Eminem, you uh, going to do a song called "Here Comes the Weekend"? Ooh boy, ooh boy. What do you mean? Here comes the weekend. I love the artists that like have made their made their money and don't give a fuck about weekends anymore, I assume. Oh boy. Anyways, let me see if there's anything else. Uh, no, not really. Oh, they had the, uh, the iFanboy does comic book reviews and they have a weekly Patreon hangout. They had one this week and, uh, I don't know. I'm going to go ahead and take credit for, um, Inspiring the topic, which was 1999 movies. Um, that's what I got to write down, too. Uh, best movies of 99. I think something, that's something we can talk about on Friday, hopefully. Uh, I'm trying to find my uh, thing here. So uh, I guess I'll sign off on this thing, whatever I'm going to call it. Can I say something mini? Whatever it's called. The mini-sode. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this bullshit, and uh, I'll see you on Saturday. Bye-bye.